Hey there, my name is Jay Metcalf, and welcome to the Better Sacks podcast. Please be sure to subscribe for all the great upcoming episodes you're not going to want to miss, and make sure you check out the Better Sacks YouTube channel and bettersacks.com for more interviews, lessons, gear reviews, and just to stay up to date with what's going on in the saxophone world. Here are 10 of the most common saxophone gear mistakes you may already be making. I'd like to help you avoid them or stop doing them altogether. First up is the old hard rubber mouthpiece in the sun. You see all these mouthpieces behind me? If they were getting direct sun before long, the color would fade and they would turn this brownish green color. The UV rays and sunlight will oxidize hard rubber, which we definitely don't want. Let me know in the comments if you've got a mouthpiece that has turned this color. You may also notice an unpleasant odor and taste. This is the taste of sulfuric acid leaching from the rubber as a result of the oxidation. Keep your hard rubber mouthpieces out of direct sunlight as much as possible. Number two is also a hard rubber mouthpiece killer. Hot water. Do not use hot water or even warm water on your hard rubber mouthpieces ever. If you got to clean them, use cold water only. If the water is not cold, you risk the same discoloring and terrible taste, not to mention loss of value, which brings us to the third common gear mistake saxophone players make, which is not swabbing. This is the absolute bare minimum for saxophone maintenance and hygiene. If you swab out your mouthpiece every time after playing, they will always be relatively clean on the inside and won't really need to be washed anyway. Mouthpieces that don't get swabbed out end up with nasty deposits of gunk that harden and become very difficult to remove over time. Not only is this disgusting, but it also alters how the mouthpiece may play by literally adding material to the interior. As we speak, someone is writing a comment saying, yeah, but I heard if you swab out your mouthpiece, it will remove the material from the inside of your mouthpiece and ruin it. That is completely untrue, a myth. Swabbing out your mouthpiece is not going to damage it in any way, unless, of course, you're swabbing your mouthpiece with sandpaper. If you don't have swabs for your instrument, go get some today. I've made it really easy for everyone since this is an absolute necessity. I made these great sax swab kits available on bettersax.com for alto and tenor saxophone. They come with a microfiber body swab and neck swab that also does the mouthpiece. There's also one of these little microfiber pad cleaners included in the kit so you can keep your saxophone clean and functioning much better for a lot longer. The next most common gear mistake saxophone players make is leaving the mouthpiece on the neck when you're not playing. When you leave the mouthpiece on the neck cork while you're not playing, besides not having cleaned anything out, the moisture is going to sit on the neck cork, which over time will result in that cork hardening and becoming brittle and eventually breaking. The mouthpiece is also going to over compress the cork, which will result in a less optimal fit. Number five is putting the saxophone down on the wrong side when laying it flat on a table. It seems kind of obvious that since this side of the saxophone has so many keys on it, we would logically want to lay it down on the other side with fewer keys. However, the back side of the saxophone has keys sticking out of it like the palm keys and the left hand pinky keys. When the saxophone is lying on this side, you can see the weight is being supported by these keys, which isn't the best. Better to use a good saxophone stand, but if you don't have one available, next best option is to lay it flat on the other side of the horn. You will normally have this post up here supporting the weight of the horn 
which is pretty safe. Number six is tightening the neck screw without having the neck in place. This tenon receiver joint is designed to tighten around a neck tenon. If the male part of this equation is not in place, you risk damaging the neck tenon receiver, so be careful with that. Number seven is forcing a tight fitting mouthpiece onto the neck cork with the neck connected to the saxophone. This neck tenon is a weak point on the saxophone. We really want to avoid putting any unnecessary pressure here. Also, the neck itself can be rather delicate and prone to bending. If you have a tight-fitting mouthpiece, always put it on the neck when detached from the body of the instrument. Use cork grease, and if that's not enough, get the neck cork sanded down for a better fit. Number eight is not all that common, but I saw this on Instagram the other day, and I thought it would make a pretty good public service announcement. Please don't put any part of your saxophone in a vice ever. Number nine is something I used to come across all the time when I was repairing vintage saxophones. People often think they can polish up an old metal instrument by using household metal polish. Please don't do this. Most saxophones are lacquered, first of all. This means there is a layer of what is basically paint over the metal, so metal polish would be completely redundant and useless. For saxophones that do not have lacquer, the metal can be polished, but this should only be done by a qualified saxophone repair technician, as it is a very tedious and intricate job. There are so many little crevices and hard to reach places, not to mention the dangerously sharp blued steel springs everywhere. It's also a complete waste of time and effort because as soon as you polish a bare metal saxophone, it starts oxidizing again and will go back to its state of being very unpolished in a short period of time. My main tenor saxophone is a Yanagisawa TW02 unlacquered model. It went from a shiny polished horn to this in a matter of weeks. I do love how it looks now. That's kind of the point of having a bare metal instrument as far as I'm concerned. Number 10 is getting an old vintage saxophone completely overhauled and brought back to a state of newness and then putting it back into the old moldy critter infested nasty case. If you make some eBay or garage sale saxophone purchase and end up with a gem of a closet horn from the 50s, naturally you will need to get that saxophone overhauled at great expense. The repair technician will meticulously clean the instrument and replace all the pads, corks, and felts and make the horn play like new. They should also sell you or recommend you purchase a brand new case for that instrument because if you put it back in the old one, it's going to end up smelling like grandpa's basement again, which would be a huge shame. Also, that vintage case made out of wood is absolutely horrible at offering any protection for the saxophone. Dump it and buy a new one, please. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to improve your saxophone playing, I can strongly recommend the courses we offer at bettersax.com, which break away from traditional learning methods to give people a more fun and more effective way to get better on the saxophone. We have content for all levels of players. And if you haven't done so already, please go sign up for the free courses, free lessons, and free downloads over at bettersax.com. I'm sure you're going to find something over there you dig. Until next time, I'm Jay Metcalf and you've been listening to the Better Sax Podcast. Mm -hmm.